Um, a very, very special edition of the Chazak Hour. We have with us Rav Ari Zev Ginsberg Shlita, the Rav of Congregation of the Chavetz Chaim Torah Center in Cedarhurst. A very, very influential member of Klal Yisrael, done so much for Klal Yisrael, for the Jewish people. It's an honor to have Rabbi Ginsberg with us. Shalom Aleichem, Rabbi. How are you doing? Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Chazak has become a household word. Um, and being Mechazei Kleiser and being Mavitz Torah in, in such a short time, literally kept taking over the world. And I just, it's, it's an honor to be here. Baruch Hashem Yishakach, Rabbi, for coming, a big honor for us as well. As we all are aware, most probably, and if you're not, you have to uh, listen to this. The Rav, unfortunately, fell very, very ill due to COVID. And it was literally a miracle. I remember hundreds, thousands of people all over the world praying and davening and asking Hashem for God to give the Rabbi Refuash Tema a complete recovery. And today, Baruch Hashem, Chazay Hashem, thank you Hashem, we're here sitting with the Rabbi. Rabbi, if you don't mind, just tell us a little bit about that life and, I guess, uh, life and death, I guess. I'm scared to say that word, but uh, that experience that the Rabbi went through. Well, the story, I think, uh, has been out there um, in the months that I've been home since I came back. Um, it's it's nothing less than a what we call a nace goli, not a not a miracle by itself. There are two types of miracles. There's hidden miracles and there are open miracles. What we call a nace goli. Um, my sitting here today is a nace goli. Um, like everybody else in the beginning when COVID hit, nobody knew what it was, nobody expected it, no one understood it, and uh, I became ill, and I was taken to the hospital. Um, oxygen level was low, breathing was a little bit more difficult, and not in a million years that I ever imagined the experience that I would go through. Um, but uh, when I got to the hospital in those days, when a person's oxygen level reached a certain, uh, went down to a certain level, certain number, they put you on a ventilator, on a ventilator machine. Unfortunately, many, many, many people all over the world died because they went on the vent. Now they realize that was the wrong thing to do. But at the time I was put on a vent, I was in a induced coma for three months, and all the systems, my systems of life failed, that's blood pressure, kidneys, lungs. And uh, the doctors gave up on me. My wife received a call before the holiday of Passover uh, saying that I have a few hours left, three to five hours left, she should come and say goodbye to me. And she did. Wow. And then, for a miracle, I came out of it and I was in the hospital another few weeks recuperating. And then I came home and needed a few months of rehab and therapy and to get back where I am. I, I'm an open miracle. And I think put in perspective, it was a doctor that I spoke to after I came home and to thank him for his help. He was very, very uh, helpful to my family with information and chizok and giving them encouragement. And I asked him, is there any medical explanation for why I got better? Because doctors always look for what we call a dover TV, a natural phenomena, to make it, to be able to explain why things happen. And he told me that there were 13 people in the ICU, and I was the third worst. And I was the only one that came out. The other 12 did not come out. And that's indicative of, uh, of beyond comprehension. There's no medical explanation. Indicative of an ace goalie. The doctor himself said that the, 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 all the doctors that believe in God 
understood that this is from Hashem, who's a rofei kolbasa, God who heals all mankind. Um, it's the, those who don't believe in Hashem, those are the ones who are struggling to try to understand there's no medical explanation how did this rabbi get better. But Baruch Hashem, I was able to come home and with a perspective, an understanding of life, an appreciation of life. And this, this, that was my story. Unbelievable, Rabbi. So, so now that you went through this experience, uh, near death, how has your life changed? What difference do you see now? I think that obviously in many ways when you go through this, there's a sense of appreciation of everything. But um, clearly, my entire life, I said a prayer every single morning since I'm three years old that every Orthodox Jew says uh, as soon as we wake up and we say, We thank the Almighty God that you restored me my soul. Because when a person goes to sleep, in a sense, his soul leaves him and it comes back when he wakes up. So we thank God for restoring us to life. I've always said those words. I understood what they meant, but I never really understood it. Now I understand it. I value life. The value of life, significance of what it is to be in this world, to be able to accomplish and to do and to help others. It's a whole different understanding, a whole different explanation of what life is all about, to be able to appreciate. And I think that this is something that, more than anything else, I've understood. And I remember the first time it hit me, uh, I was home maybe two or three days. It was early in the morning, and uh, I was, wasn't able to sleep very much. And it was raining outside. And I was listening to some noise. I said, what is that noise? And I heard that there's the raindrops hitting the window pane. And I remember feeling so full of life, so appreciative of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, the Almighty, gives us rain, gives us sustenance. I don't think I've ever experienced or really appreciated what it is just to have rain, to see rain, to be able to see the sun and the moon and the clouds and the grass and the trees growing. It's an incredible understanding of life and to make use of every moment of life. And what I've done at the time, I said to myself that... uh, I'm a busy rabbi with a lot of things that I'm involved in, and many people call me, and often I have to say, no, I can't. And I said it a different, from a different perspective. Hashem didn't give me back my life, so I should say no. So when I get called to come and to be able to share my story, to give chizuk, strength to other people, no is not in my vocabulary anymore. It's... Of course, what can I do to show HaKadosh Baruch Hu appreciation to come to try to help other Jews, machazik other Jews. And life is so important. To grab every moment you can. I want to share a story that I heard from the son of Rav Moshe Feinstein, Zachon Atalik of Racha. Here from his son. Rav shall live and be well. The Rosh Shiva of the Yeshiva in Staten Island. He told me that in the last years of Rav Moshe's life, he lived in the Lower East Side. He was very weak. And... He would walk all the years for decades and upon decades. He'd walk from his home a few blocks to the yeshiva and to Davin. And he would Shabbos, he'd walk back and forth, Mincha and Mayrev and Chakras. But when it got more difficult for him, they made a minion for, in his home every Shabbos. And then when that got a little bit too much, in the last years, what they did was that Shabbos morning, Ramosha would have to get up early, he would have to eat as soon as he woke up, he would make Kiddush, Davin himself, Chakras and make, be able to make Kiddush so that he could eat. 
and then later Reuven would come over with a minion and they would shot, they would they would lay in the Torah, Torah, and they would dab a musaf, so we can dab a musaf together with a minion. It was a Shabbos of Pasha Zohar in 1986. And Moshe was very, very weak. And there was a very big celebration and offer of that Shabbos in the yeshiva. And the whole community was coming out to join the Simcha. And Ruvain understood that his father was weak and did not want to tax him. It would be late until people left to go to, to make the minion. So he decided that he was only going to come and filane and let Ramosha Moshe by himself, Musaf. And he came to the house, and Ramosha says, he told Moshe, he's going to come, the boys are only coming for Kriyat HaTorah. And Moshe says, what about Musaf? He says, no, Musaf, he says, the, the father will doubt him by himself. It's too taxing, it's too difficult, it's late in the day. And Moshe got very agitated. I never daven Musaf by myself without a minyan, without a tzibur. I need a tzibur to daven. And we've been running around the streets of the Lower East Side to try to find ten stragglers and bring them to the house so that they can lane and they can daven Musaf together. A few hours later, Ruben went to visit his father during the time of Shalashudot, the third Suda. And he was talking to his Moshe. And Moshe, his father, turned to him and said, you should know that we have to grab every opportunity we have from its vote. Life is so short. Life is so precious. Life is for to do mitzvot. We have to grab every mitzvah that we can grab. In other words, a musaf, you if I can grab another musaf, I wanted to grab another musaf. 24 hours later, Sunday evening, Moshe passed away. Wow. So that musaf, that tefillah's musaf was the last musaf tefillah that Moshe adopted in his life. Grabbed an opportunity at the last moment. That is our obligation. We don't know when Hashem is going to call us to the next world. There are people, unfortunately, young people getting sick, getting this terrible illness, this, this terrible pandemic. And no one knows. We have to thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for whatever we have and to make use of every moment. That is an important message. Rabbi, i got to tell you, that was so inspiring. And uh, like the rabbi is saying, every single moment we have to do, we have to produce... Have to make things happen, change the world, bring the gula eventually, Mitzvah Shem. Uh, so, a follow up question for the rabbis as follows Many people are struggling. Many people have unfortunately passed away. Family members have been lost, not feeling well. Uh, Parnassa, their livelihoods are at stake. Many people lost their jobs. Uh, you know, America, there's been a lot of uncertainty and, and people feel unsafe. What uh, do you suggest, or what what inspiration could we give to these individuals that are going through these difficult times, through these hardships? I want to share something that I heard many years ago, about forty years ago, um, who shared something from the Chavos Chaim that is not very well known. The great Chavos Chaim Zechonot and this I think is something that everyone should think about. We are living in probably the most difficult times in Kleisfeld in 75 years, since the Shoah. We have what the Torah says in the parasha, Ein bayis ashein shameis. There was no home, there is no home, that there is not maize, does not necessarily mean misa death, it means pain. It means pain of 
not having children, of not being able to make a shidduch, of not having parnasa, of not having shalom bayit, of illness, of so many things that are going on in our families, in our homes, which is what Chazal tell us. The days before Mashiach comes, and Mashiach is right around the corner, there's going to be a tremendous amount of pain in Klai Yisrael, what we call Hevle Mashiach. Hevle Mashiach is from the word Hevle Leida. A woman before a baby is born, a woman has tremendous pain, and the closer that the baby, the baby being born, the pain is more intense. And as Mashiach is being born, Chazal explain it's the same idea. Hevle Leida. We are going through Hevle Mashiach, the birth pangs of Mashiach, which hurt most right before Mashiach's coming. And I want to share with you first something Rav Khan Kanievsky, said two years ago. There was a terrible tragedy. There was a woman, a mother of six children, 40 years old, who was a teacher. And she was left to go to work in the morning. She was a principal, teacher principal of a school in a different Mosham. And she didn't return home. And they called the police and the army did a search for her. And they found the car in the bottom of a ditch. And unfortunately, she passed away. And they investigated what was going on. Was this an accident? And they realized that her windshield was broken. That some Arab threw rock, broke her windshield, and she tried to avoid it and drove off the road and went down a cliff. And she lost her life. And needless to say, her husband and children were broken. And they were sitting shiva. And... This woman was a relative, a distant relative of Rebetzin Kanievsky, who had passed away a few years ago. And the family sent a message to the, the Rav Chaim Kanievsky sent his son with a message to tell the family you should know the Mashiach is around the corner and the end of Tsar, the end of Yitzharot will be very soon. And the children were very taken with this message. And when they got up from Shiva, they told the father, they want to hear this from Rav Chaim Kanievsky himself. So they went into, got into a car and they went to B'nai Brak and they came into the home of Rav Chaim Kanievsky. And the father said, the Rav told us, the son told us the name of the Rav, that Mashiach is around the corner. And therefore, we should take some comfort that Mashiach will be in the Bitchiyat And our pain and our pain and our loss will go away. And Rebchaim said, Lo, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. That was the message that we got. What does Rebchaim mean that he didn't say that? Rebchaim is known for speaking very few words, but every word is measured, and every word is important, and every word is prophetic. And he said, Mashiach is not around the corner. Mashiach al harachov. Mashiach is on the block. He's here. He's about to come into our doors. He's about to enter our broken homes, our homes that are filled with pain. We just have to hang on. How do we hang on? So I want to share this thing with the Chavaz Chaim. That is life-changing. That is life-changing. I heard this from Simcha Wasson in Zechon Levraka. Simcha Wasson was the only surviving child of his famous father, a great, great gadol in Europe who was killed by the Nazis in the Kovna ghetto. 
And he was a star pupil of the Chavetz Chaim. The Chavetz Chaim entrusted him with not only missions for Klai Yisrael, but the secrets of Klai Yisrael. And he shared to his son, he told his son, the last things the Chavetz Chaim told him, and the last time that he saw him. The Chavetz Chaim said, you should know. And the Chavetz Chaim said a prophetic vision, Ruach HaKodesh. The Chavetz Chaim said that there are going to be three wars in the world. And the first war is going to be a serious war. A war that many, many lives are going to be lost. But then there's going to be a second war, soon after the first one, that is going to be so terrible in loss of life, so horrific, that no one's even going to remember the first war. And of course, what the Chavetz Chaim was referring to, and he said this 10 years before World War I. World War I came and many, many millions of people were killed. But 20 years later, 25 years later, came World War II. And 25 million people, I think, around the world were killed. No, when we talk about World War, nobody even talks about World War I. Then the Chavetz Chaim concluded a statement and said, it's going to be a third World War. Years after the second one. But this one is going to be very different than the first two. The first two, Hashem unleashed the Malach it took everyone in its wake. Men, women, and children. A million children were killed in the Shoah. Tzadikim, Rishayim, Rabbanim, Balabatim. All types of people, young and old, it didn't make a difference. Malach took them all. But the third war that's going to come and that's going to usher in Mashiach is going to be like the war that like going out of Mitzrayim, the Gulas Mitzrayim. And in the parasha we read, we're going to read next week in Parashas B'Shalach, it says there that how many people left, how many people left Mitzrayim? Only one-fourth. Only one-fifth. The others died in Makat Choshet from this week's parasha in Parashas Bo. One-fifth. Who survived? Who was the fifth? So the Torah says, Yeri Devar Hashem, those who believed, who feared the word of Hashem, who believed in the Gula, and those who didn't fear the word of Hashem, who didn't believe in the Gula coming, they, they didn't merit to survive. Says the Chavetz Chaim, that's what's going to be in the third final Gula. It's not going to be men, women, children, Rishayim, Tzadikim, everyone together, no. The people that are going to survive and are going to be Zochit to the Gula are those who are Yari Devar Hashem who fear the words of Hashem, which means emunah bitachon in Hashem, and the promises of Hashem, of Gerula, and Eretz Yisrael, and all the promises of the night. That is what we have to believe. And so I tell people who are suffering, who are hurting, who have suffered loss, is to mechazek yourself in emunah and bitachon, in belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that the promises of the Gula will come. Because the Chavetz Chaim said in his Ruach HaKodesh that that is going to be the, the very thing that's going to bring Klai Yisrael to the Gula and protect those who, who are Zohar, who Zohar, to participate in the Gula itself. To have that feeling. So they're hurting, people are hurting. Focus your pain and your energy and what you feel towards HaKadosh Baruch I just quoted in an article, Lieutenant Mayor Birnbaum said an incredible statement he used to always say. 
don't tell Kaddish Baruch Hu about all your big problems. Tell all your problems how big a Kaddish Baruch Hu is. <laughs> we have that. We build ourselves up in Amuna. We, we mechazek ourselves. There is nothing that we can't accomplish. Amazing, Rabbi Ginsburg. Wow, what what chizik, what inspiration, Mamish. I, I, I get, I'm getting the chills. Uh, Rabbi, could you leave us with one final message to all of our audience, to all of our vast audience, to, to, to one final uh, chizuk, inspiring message, Rabbi? You know, there's a statement, a term they used to use in Kel in Europe, in Yeshiva Musa Yeshiva. And they refer to it in Yiddish called a Kelbuna Hispilus. What that means is the astonishment of a cow. And it's an incredible, credible marshal. If you know when you're driving in the country roads, down field after field after field, you don't see a soul, all you see is cows grazing on the side of the highway. And you're driving quietly, and all of a sudden a 18-wheeler comes flying down the road 100 miles an hour and gives a boom. And all of a sudden you see the cow stops grazing, picks his head up, looks for a minute and puts his head down and continues eating. <laughs> that is a kill witness for us. That's the way a cow becomes astonished and right, you go right back. Put your head down and go back. We are living in times where we see pain and death all around. The whole world is changing. We had the yesterday inauguration where everyone in the history, first history of America, where the president got up to make his inaugural speech in a mask, couldn't see his face. And all the people on the day is spread out with masks on their face. Look like a circus. And we look at it and it means nothing to us. We move on. We do a Kelvin his spirals with the same way. We look at things, we see things. But we just doesn't shake us up. It doesn't move us. That's our responsibility. To be able to see things that's going on in the world. And to be able to say we have to do it. And we all can do it. And the problem is, is that we wait for Amuna to come only when we're in pain. Except for a story of a chassid who went to his Rebbe and says, Rebbe, I, I have no Amuna. I don't know what to do. I, have no, I don't have any Amuna in Hashem. So the Rebbe says to him, you know what? Come back in a week. I'm going to daven that you should have a moon in Hashem. And three or four days later, the chassid walks into the room and says, Rebbe, don't worry about it. I have a moon. I'm fine. He says, what happened all of a sudden? He says, oh, look, I woke up yesterday morning with such cramps, such stomach aches. I thought, it was, I thought I had an appendix attack. I didn't know what it was. I thought I'm going to be rushed to the hospital. And then it came, and all of a sudden they gave me some medicine, and all of a sudden things were better. I felt better. But in that time, when I was in pain, I called out to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Help me, Hashem. So I know that I have Amuna. The Rebbe says to him, So I see, Lo Amuna Chasarta. Elakeivim Chasarta. You weren't missing Amuna. You were missing stomach pains, a bellyache. We all have Amuna. We're all B'nai Maminim. Maminim, B'nai Maminim. We're B'nai Avraham, Yitzchak, V'yakov. We all have it in us not to be Kelbanish fast, not to see things, see what we're living in and just move on with life. No, we have to strengthen ourselves. Strengthen ourselves in Amuna. Change our lives. Focus on things that we need to do. 
And the main thing is also to see the brachos of Hashem. And I'm going to conclude with this. A marshal. There's a marshal that I think is extremely important. It was a story of a poor person in town, a small town. He was the biggest, he was the biggest honey in town, the poorest person in town. And he dressed in rags and he had nothing and he, he looked like a shlomazel and people, no one gave him the time of day. People looked down upon him. And it bothered him very much. And he said, one day I'm going to go win the lottery and I'm going to become a wealthy man and everyone's going to look up to me. And every single week he saved together a few pennies and was able to go buy a lottery ticket and went to buy a lottery ticket and week after week again didn't win, didn't win, didn't win but he kept on doing this for years and one time he went in he bought a ticket and he put in the numbers and he won the lottery and he became a wealthy person and he goes and he dresses himself up and he says now everyone's going to respect me and in the town in the middle of the center of town there was a, a tower so he took a suitcase filled up with dollar bills and he went onto the top of the tower overlooking the town on Thursday when everyone was there shopping for Shabbat and he opened the suitcase and he started throwing down dollar bills and everyone was running grabbing the dollar bills trying to catch them stuff their pockets and nobody looked up to see him and he was so angry so upset nobody looked up no one sees it it's me so he comes back the next day with a suitcase full of twenty dollar bills and he throws down $20 bills and now everybody is not just grabbing it they're pushing each other kicking each other to grab as many dollars as $20 in their pocket as they can and nobody looked up and he got so frustrated and so angry he bent down picked up some pebbles that were on the roof and he threw it down and all of a sudden everybody looked up who's throwing the rocks who's throwing the pebbles this is a, such a true marshal to how we are Hashem showers us every day with brachot and brachot and brachot. Health. We have family. We have nachat. We have food on the table. We have a home to sleep, bed to sleep in when many people don't. We have families to connect with and friends. And we don't look up. We don't say, HaKadosh Baruch thank you. But when things don't go well, when panas is difficult, when we're not feeling well, we have someone in the hospital, when there's shalom bias, when there's something going on, then we look up, Hashem, why? Why me? Why are you, th- why are you doing this to me? We have to be able to look up at HaKadosh Baruch Hu when He's showering us with dollars and twenty dollars and brachot. And if we do that, there is no greater way to mechazek ourselves in Amuna bitachon, that will be Zochet to be of Hamushim Olumin Aretz. Mashiach comes, will be the ones who Yari Dara Hashem, as the Torah describes, who fear the word of Hashem, and be Zochet to go together with Mashiach. Bishtachavu la Hashem, Harakodesh, Birushalayim. Amen. Wow. Unbelievable inspiration by Rabbi Ari Zev Ginsberg Shlita. Rabbi, thank you very, very much for those inspiring words. The Rabbi should have a complete 100% refuel, and we should all be Zoche. We should all merit to see the Gula, the final redemption in your Shlaimir coaches, like the Rav said, speaking in our days. I mean, thank you very much for joining us.